I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. Hi there, I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're going to be talking about your ex's heart during no contact. Well, when we go through a breakup and we decide that we need to leave our ex alone, it can be one of the hardest decisions we ever have to make. Absolutely. And I found it to be more painful and physically painful for yep. me than just about anything I've gone through in my life. People do have physical symptoms, absolutely. Mm -hmm. If you feel anything strongly enough emotionally, we are connected, you know. Head and heart, yes. Absolutely, we are. Um, and, you know, I found that one of the things that's so difficult right after a breakup or when you're going through it is thinking clearly. Right. Right? Like, I just found myself always in this fog where I just couldn't quite grasp my thoughts. Right. Like, they would be there, but they were, they were almost elusive. But it's like everything solid and expectable has been pulled out from under you. Yeah. And it's confusing. Um, so I remember when I was going through my breakups that it would be like my thoughts would just kind of come and go and you would have a thought and you can't sit with it. Right. It's like for some reason you it can't fleets. sit with it. Yeah. And then another thought comes up and then that thought comes back and then you start to think about something else. And I was thinking about it, and it's almost like being on this vicious cycle yeah. where your thoughts and your feelings are going around and, and around. And they're all mixed up. Yeah. And, yeah, and it's like almost like this never-ending carousel yeah. where it's like you can't get off, but when it stops, another thought gets on and a different thought gets off. And then it goes around and around for a while. I and like another the visual. I have it. I can gets see off. it. Yes. And then another thought gets yeah. on, different thoughts come right. on, and then you process it for a while, and then they keep coming back, right. and it just doesn't seem to end. And it's exhausting. And so, you know, it's frustrating because the person that was broken up with, I feel, goes on this ride far worse than the person that did the breaking up. At least in the beginning. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So, you know, on top of all these thoughts, we're going through this physical pain and, you know, everything's kind of jumbled, but your ex is also going through a lot of emotions. Right. Okay. Now, one of the things that I see time and time again is that they keep those things very closely guarded. Right. They're not going to let you in on how they're feeling, on what they're thinking, on the pain that they're experiencing in the breakup. They're displaying a completely different set of behaviors to you. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts about why I'm, that is? I'm tough. I'm doing great. 
Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be any more vulnerable than I already have been. That's right. Yeah, that's right. This is too vulnerable. I'm going to either have to withdraw or be really, really tough so nobody knows how much pain I'm in. That's right. Yeah. Are we talking about the guy now who did the breaking up? Yes. Yes. Remember the lady we talked about oh, many sessions ago now, I think, um, who had broken up with her boyfriend when she was in college. And one of the things she found the hardest was everybody saying to her, well, you broke up with him. Why are you so sad? That's right. And yet she was very, very sad, enough that she you know, did her dissertation on this subject. That's right. And we talked about it as disenfranchised grief. Nobody gives the person who did the breaking up any sympathy or support because, well, you did it yourself. That's right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But they grieve too. And if you've been attached to someone, you can't unattach from them unless you grieve, which means you think about them, you remember what it was like to be with them, you remember the good times, you remember the ugliness of the breakup. You have to review all of that to really wrap your mind around it and decide what you want to do. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. we'll talk about grief in another minute. Okay. But I wanted to talk about why your ex is acting the way they are with you. And one of the things that I just see time and time again is that they have to protect themselves from Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Because what happens is, and I'm guilty of this myself, I'll be the first to admit it, mm -hmm. I was desperately trying to maneuver the situation like a game of Tetris where I'm trying to manage things and uh, change things or look at an angle and try and get them to see things differently all in an effort to give me another chance. I, I did that to death. And, you know, I would try and talk to my ex about, well, if we just talk about it, mm -hmm. we could deal with it. If we just talk about it, well, it was really an effort to change their mind. Right. Right? You know, they would talk to me about it, but it wasn't going to change anything. It wasn't going to change mind, anything. Which yeah. is really all I was trying to get them to do. And I'm honest enough to say, well, you know, that is what I was doing there. Um, but what's going to happen is if your ex lowers their guard, you're just going to do the same thing. You're going to try and manipulate them. Right. Tell them why they're wrong for thinking what they think yep. or feeling how they feel. And you can't tell somebody that they're wrong for that. No. Um, and, and doing so isn't going to make them change their mind. It's only going to make them more stubborn, as you guys like to say. Yeah, and don't even think about changing mind. doesn't mm -hmm. happen. So your ex is just feeling this um, fear that they have to guard themselves from you. Because you're attacking, right? You're attacking with your persistence yep. and the begging, the pleading, the grand gestures, the handwritten letter, God forbid. Yeah, God forbid. <laughs> you know, I have people say right. to me now, what? you're going to be upset at me, but I did a handwritten letter. <laughs> <laughs> no, we know, we There's understand. no magic, no. Um, but, you know, your ex is just feeling like they can't open up to you. Because if they open up to you, then their decision is going to get undone. Right. They'll go back to you. Right. Yeah. And they, they thought that they were making the right decision. Yes. No matter how wrong it was. So yeah. they, they, they can't just do that right off the bat. So you can't keep forcing them. And that is why they're guarding themselves so much and they're guarding and their heart. And people say, well, why can't he, you know, 
tell me emotionally how he felt and why he did this. No, he can't. That's too vulnerable. She can't either. It makes you too vulnerable. Yes, you know? and they can't be vulnerable because... No. They if, have to walk away, they think. If right? they are vulnerable, they know that they might get manipulated back or that you're going to try and convince him, yeah. or that you're going to continue to p push or persist even harder. And sometimes, quite honestly, they are hiding something from you. That could also be. Right? Oh, yeah. Sometimes they've lined somebody else up, and they're looking at somebody else, and they think they're going to be a better option. Now, a lot of times, that's just a fantasy and a projection, right. and it doesn't last very long. But, yeah, that is why they can't feel... Like they can open up. They've got to guard themselves right. from what they're going through. Right. Right? Right. But in their heart, this was a tough decision. I've had to break up with somebody before. And, you know, I still loved the girl and I still cared about her. But I knew I had to do it because she wasn't treating me well. I mean, there was a couple girls I could think of that I had to end the relationship. It didn't mean I didn't care. No. And... In both of those situations that I could think of off the top of my head, there's a possibility I could have rekindled it had they behaved in a way that was showing maturity and um, understanding and yep. not persisting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and neither of those people did that. Actually, I could think of a third one off the top of my head, too. Um, but I had my doubts. Mm -hmm. So your ex is having doubts. Right. Yep. That now they're they're doubting that they made the right decision, and they're doubting that they made the wrong decision. They're going through yes, they're all of these through. emotions. And think about the ex going through the holidays with all the relatives saying, "Well, you had what's his name with you last year? What happened to him? Or what happened to her?" Oh yeah. Sure. Because they feel like they failed, or yeah. they're disappointed, right. they're hurt, they're yep. sad. And you know, here's the other thing you got to keep in mind. Sometimes their interest level is going to be high while they're in no contact from you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's going to be low. There are going to be days where they are feeling really good about their decision. I did what I needed to do. It's over. I had to I'm do relieved. this. Yeah. And there's a sense of relief. Mm -hmm. But then there are days where they're anxious, where they're thinking about you. Did I make the right decision? He was kind of cute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're stalking you. They're stalking your social media. Yep. They're looking to see what you're doing, um, where you're at, what, what's going on in your life. Sometimes they're even driving past your house. Oh, of course. Yeah. Sure. They're not going to admit it, of course. Um, but they have got to sit with it. They've got to deal with it, right? And when you're persistent and you're not leaving them alone, they're, they're, it's like causing them to harden their heart towards you and getting more assertive and aggressive towards you, right? Because yes. you're not taking no for an answer. Right. But one of the things that they have to do, and this doesn't happen until you have gone in no contact and left them alone, is they need to grieve. That's right. And until you do the no contact and you give them the space to grieve, they cannot. So if you're contacting each other about the dog or the mailman or um, items that you haven't retrieved. The grief process cannot start. Yeah. Now, sometimes you have to have contact yes, of course. for those things. But when you're putting your ex under pressure that you're wanting to work it out, that's when they're still feeling the wall is up. Yeah. 
okay? It's when you've left them alone, they can start to grieve it. Right. Right? Yes, and feel the consequence of their decision. And that's an important piece, too. My person isn't with me because I told them to go away. They didn't go away of their own accord. I told them to go away. What have I done? Yeah. Okay? Where as long as there's contact, it doesn't feel that final. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What, what do you think grieving is like for the person that's done the breaking up? Well, I think they grieve as well. Um, most people worry about their ex-partner. I hear that day in and day out. I broke up with him, I broke up with her, I worry about how they're doing. And for some people that says, therefore I need to reach out. No, you don't. Mm -hmm. Don't don't interrupt. But I heard from their uncle, their cousin, and the guy down the street um, that they're really depressed and not getting their work done. No. The person broke up with you. Give him his space. Give mm -hmm. her her space. Um, because they have to grieve too. Absolutely. Yeah. So and grieving, grieving is a process, and in this these days of instant everything, we've kind of forgotten about process. And process means that you kind of mentally digest things. You think about them until you think you intellectually understand them fairly clearly. Uh, another term that people use is how do you tell yourself the story of the breakup? And that's a really important piece of being able to grieve. What happened? Mm -hmm. Well, along about this month, we started to have some problems, and then things got worse, and you need to put a narrative together. What happened? Tell me about the breakup. Tell yourself about the breakup. Yeah. Tell yourself a story. Um, you do that. That's a little bit of intellectual work to kind of organize your facts. And then you let the feelings that come with that come. If it makes you feel sad, the idea is to sit with the sadness, mm -hmm. not try to play a video game or do something else. It's important to sit with the sadness. Maybe you have some feelings of being relieved, at least now that the breakup is up. Sit with that too. Maybe you still have some anger at your partner. Or maybe you feel that there are others who sabotage the relationship on their behalf. Um, if you're angry, think about that. But think about and entertain all of the feelings that go with it. And that's how you grieve, and that's how you be able to move on with life. Mm -hmm. But you have to let your partner go in order for them to grieve too. Yeah. Yeah. And we talked about that in the video, uh, why they don't come back when they know you're hoping and waiting for them. Right. And we'll, we'll do another video on that because okay. people really enjoyed that one. That's good. Um, but your ex is not going to display what's going on within them, okay? They're keeping that closely guarded to themselves. They're not gonna tell likely a lot of their friends or family. They need to keep that because they don't want it getting back to you. But they're experiencing a lot of emotions, hurt, sadness, right. maybe depression, yep. uh, pain, um, anxiety, fear. They're going through a lot of different things. Relief. Um, a little. Uh, resentment. Um, you know, sometimes your, your ex becomes resentful that you didn't do all these changes and now you're promising them or you've promised them after the breakup mm -hmm. because, well, why didn't you do this before? Right. So now they're really angry and resentful. Right. So they're going through a lot too. And beware the third party communication that came up uh, for me this morning in talking with someone um, that 
uh, well, somebody at work knew, knew somebody's cousin who, you know, and you're getting information about how your ex is doing from sometimes very complicated third-party sources. And I've had people say, well, he's doing just fine. He's not feeling anything. You don't know that. Yeah, that's right. Because that relationship with that person, yeah. that might not be something they would open up to about that particular right. person. yeah. So then it looks like you're getting you're getting now inaccurate information. Sure, which and you I can would, easily get. And I'll tell you, I was really, really bad with the Applebee's situation. I was trying to talk to the mother, the sister, the brother, the brother-in-law of the girl, the, right. the sister's right. yeah. husband, yeah. boyfriend at the time, yeah. whatever it was. And uh, that can happen. Yeah. And I was I was so desperate for trying to get information, but now looking back and understanding things, I know. Well, first of all, that information might be bad mm-hmm. or inaccurate. It probably is. In most cases, it is. Um, in a lot of cases, the information uh, just gets back to them about how I'm doing, and now they're getting information on yep. me that I don't want them to have. Yeah, he's a, he's a mess. I talked to him, yeah. Um, and, you know, it makes them feel, your ex feel, like you haven't moved on and that you haven't respected their decision. Yeah. So it's all... Kind of beware the third parties. I know how tempting it is. Yes, I know. Third parties are not going to help you. Right. Believe me. The thing that's going to help you is when your ex reaches out to you, and then, you know, that's far more powerful than getting information from a third party. And again, we would say, you know, when you have processed the story, when you have done the narrative reviewed the emotions, kind of come to terms with the reality of the emotions. Somehow, over the airwaves, it's more likely that your ex will reach out. Yeah, absolutely. So your ex and their heart is feeling a lot of different emotions. They're going through a lot. They're experiencing a lot. Their mind and their heart might be arguing with each other. Yes. Maybe their brain is telling them, Uh, Don't get back with you because you're not going to change and you're not going to do this and you're not going to fix things. And their heart is like, I miss them so much I can't take it. Right. And if our heads and our hearts always agreed, Craig and I would be running a travel agency. Right? That's right. Then nobody would need us if our heads and our hearts could always agree. But they can't because, and you know, you need to listen to both. You need to listen to both. If your heart says, I really love this person, and your head says, I see some red flags, you need to listen. But if your head says, break up with this person, and your heart gives you the red flags, you need to listen to that too. Mm-hmm. All right? We, we have both for a reason. The only thing that concerns me about the head and the heart is when somebody, um, their heart and their head are confused over an abusive situation. Oh, that yeah, that's that yeah. There's no debate over an abusive situation. In that situation, and that can happen, Craig. Good, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, you gotta go with your yeah. head. Forget your right. heart. Forget your heart. When it comes to somebody mistreating you, neglecting you, abusing you, mm-hmm. um, what else? Well, those are the big ones. Yeah. Even verbally abusing you. At that point, yeah. listen to your head yeah. and get out of that situation. Yeah. You deserve better than being mistreated, and there's not going to be love if there's not respect. That's right. And if they're abusing you, there's no respect. Yeah, good point. But overall, and in general, listen to both, okay? But with abuse, there's no debate. So, so hopefully this video 
was helpful in clarifying what your ex is going through and they're experiencing in their heart as well. Um, of course, when you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, askcraig.net, sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching. I do Skype. Margaret is also available for I'm Skype. I'm available too. Feel free to sign up with me. Many of you have, and thank you so much. Just click on Margaret on the top of the website, and make sure you subscribe to the channel and look for us on iTunes. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon.